we're talking human centipede on Gene and Roger Talk Movies today. And yeah. we might also be talking about the human centipede as we go along. Yeah, the South Park episode. Um, yeah, it's, uh, was it season 15? Something episode? like that. Yeah, I actually had a search for the human centipede. <laughs> season 15, episode one. But we're, uh, Human Centipede came out 2009. Uh, limited release to the theaters, of course, really got its following on DVD and then now streaming. Gene, initial thoughts on Human Centipede. Yeah, I think we're really going to diverge on this one. I hated this movie. I think this movie has like no redeeming value. <laughs> <laughs> I would not recommend anyone to go see this movie. It is is contemptible, really. But it, there's, it's, there's a lot of themes, however, running through this movie that come out with um, that talk about human character in general. That I think we as we see all the time, you know, if you're willing to look at it. And so, you know, we'll definitely talk about that. But as for, I don't know, we, this is a horror movie podcast, <laughs> right? And so there's a whole subgenre of, of, of horror that this is a part of. What, we, what do we call it, Roger? What kind of subgenre is it? Well, this? I'm the, going down the road of human centipede fits into that subgenre of, I'm going to say, um, disgust. How much can you actually take? Oh, you think right. you're a horror film fam? You, you think you can watch X, Y, or Z? Well, we're going to show it to you and see if you can handle it. So examples would be like Necromantic or a Serbian film or maybe even Cannibal Holocaust. We're going to try to go so extreme with our storyline, our storytelling, our our overall idea and see if you can make it through to the end of our film. Yeah. But some movies, like you mentioned Cannibal Holocaust, I would never recommend anybody to see that movie. And I'm just going to say it because in the making of this movie, they they killed yeah. real animals. So, you know, nobody needs – we don't need to be part of that. Although, you know, it's just like, you know, we eat animals, you know, but do we need to see it? Cannibal Holocaust shows that. So, you know, we just don't need to – and this movie is, we don't need to be a part of this movie. <laughs> well, and see, and this is where Gene and I disagree because it's me, baby. I love the human <laughs> centipede. <laughs> and there's a couple reasons why no, I love it. No, don't watch it. There's a couple reasons why I love it. First of all, Dieter Laser is the mad scientist doctor guy in this. He is perfectly cast. He, it's awesome. His performance in this thing is great. I would say the casting is perfect. If the, <laughs> there's one good thing in this movie, it has a good casting director. Yeah, and I, the every time he's on screen, I am glued to my set to see what he does. I love these movies where, you know, really it's about this guy is just super obsessed with this one idea. He used to be this world-renowned doctor of he separating was, Siamese twins. Twins. He was renowned for it. He did separating Siamese twins is. A noble thing. You're mm -hmm. giving the twins a, a chance at a better life. Right. And now he's got it in his nope. head that he's got to <laughs> sew all these people back nope. together nope. to nope. create this human centipede. And right. um, I just love it. I love how the actor just goes from, I'm trying to hold a normal conversation with you and keep it together. But then he just explodes in rage. And then he immediately is like apologizing. It's like he's so obsessed with what he's doing that he just can't contain it. For like, didn't he knock the water out of the cop's hand or yes, something? exactly, <laughs> like, right? What is wrong with you? And I just love it how he's so unbalanced, yet he's still trying to keep it together in situations where he needs to, but he can't when anything outside the norm in his mind occurs. Anyone prods too closely to what he's up to and what he's doing, 
he just flips out. And so you really understand the obsession that he has with this creation of this human centipede that he wants to make. And then also just the complete madness that is going on with him. Yeah, I think uh, this movie would have been a lot better. Like right now, this movie is just a zero. <laughs> Maybe he could have redeemed it to a five or something. Maybe going over his backstory, like how he changed from being a, a renowned and a kind of admired surgeon to being the creator of the human centipede. Like what caused from one to the other, you know, and I'm sure it, it's horrifying, this journey. So let's tell this journey, mm -hmm. you know, and so... That would have been a better movie. Well, but I also think it's this, just this moment in time, right? That we're witnessing this piece of the whole overall yeah. puzzle of the human centipede. Because he, he, they also started with, you, he's clearly attempted to do this with a dog. And so he had his little human centipede dog that didn't live. But he's progressed now. And there's other scenes in here that I really love. He's got one guy already captured. He yeah, the then, trucker, which he sh shot with his... Dark, dark gun, gun. Dark and then gun. he captures our two main protagonists, the two girls. Yes, yeah, so of course, they're just like, it's such the typical dumb tourist, you know, and so they're two girls. They get lost on mm -hmm. the way to the bar. Get a flat not tire. A club. Of course, they get a flat tire. I know it's raining, but they don't know how to fix the flat tire. So, and they go walking off in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Then, hey, there's a house oh, over there. Oh, there's a house. Let's just go in that house. We don't know anything about that house. Let's just go in there. Well, but the better part was let's knock on the door and creepy doctor guy answers the door. Would you go in, right? And I was trying to get in touch with our friend Bella to see if she's seen this to kind of get a little bit no, of her perspective on this. No, we can't have Bella do this. No, I'm not going to Well, she maybe has seen it. Subject Bella Where it would be this. like, because, you know, this is like, okay, you're two girls. You're in Germany foreign country, you're Americans, you get a flat tire, you see this random house in the middle of the woods, you knock on the door and creepy doctor guy answers. Yeah, and then you go in. <laughs> Who does that? But I also love the fact that, of course, it's creepy doctor guy that happens to be German, right? So we can't have, it's a British doctor guy, or it's some Australian guy or an American well, guy. They're in Germany, right? Of, so but of course, a German it has to be the German guy. Right. right, and of course his name's like Joseph Heiter or something like that. Of course, you're clearly demonstrating what sort of doctor this guy really is. But I also would say, though, I did kind of like the idea of the two girls walking into that uh, guy's house because, looking at it from you know Americans, we think we're awesome. We think we're better than everybody else. We think nothing bad can ever happen to us. So of course they would just walk in there. They're two naive, stupid girls walking in there, right? Yeah, it's just it's just a trope, you know. It's just they could have done better. Just put a little more thought into the movie, but well, it was well, they just keep the keep the keep the plot going. All so about getting to the centipede. These, let's just have these girls, just whatever reason, they just end up in the house, and mm -hmm. get captured, and they drink water from. The, of course, the water is like drugged. Mm -hmm. Then they wake up and they're chained to the the, the operating room bed, and of course the. The, the plan for their, their life is revealed to them, and it's well, but the pretty first, shocking. The first thing, before we talk about that, the first thing I really liked was how the doctor then goes up to that trucker that he had captured and basically tells him, oh, you're, you're not a match. He's trying to match yeah, bl blood types or whatever he's trying to match. You're not a match. match. I, I don't need you. And so he had just immediately kills that guy. And it just, it's really matter of fact, and it kind of, yeah, well, we already know the guy's character. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, then 
the other scene I really like is exactly what Gene was talking about, where I'm now going to explain exactly what I'm going to do to you. And this is where it kind of gets into that. There's cer certain movies that are just based on depravity, right? Necromantic that I mentioned earlier. It's just a movie about depravity. And that's what this movie is and this character is. And it is this subgenre of horror. And it's really how far can people make it in your movie before they turn it off because they're just disgusted. Yeah. You know, and here's probably the first scene where that might occur, where he's explaining in full detail and his little slideshow, his little hand-drawn <laughs> slideshow of, yeah, I'm going to create this human centipede. And there's going to be brought a, a movie to mind. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this movie before. But Eraserhead, I remember <laughs> right. I was watching this, I was in high school or something, this goes way back. But after like half of the way through, I think, or I don't know if it was even halfway, I'm just like, what am I watching? There's these weird characters and these worms, and I'm just, I'm out of here. You know, so yeah, talking about how far you can go, no, I didn't make it too more far with Eraserhead. Yeah, and I think Eraserhead could fit, although it's a little bit different than what Human Centipede is trying to do. But the disgust level is definitely there. In yeah, Eraser disgust was, is pretty high with Eraserhead, yeah. yeah. But also a film I highly recommend, by the way. <laughs> I don't even remember. I saw it in high school and I turned it half off. Well, I think turning a movie off halfway through. Doesn't that say something like that? Mm -hmm. Don't watch Eraserhead. Oh, no, it's all good. But uh, <laughs> so the Human Centipede, for those of you who don't know, he's going to – there's a front piece, which is one of the humans. There and are three humans. A middle piece. And then there's an end piece, and they're all connected um, in ways that allow food to pass from one person through to the other person through their mouth, and then through the third person through their mouth, and then yeah. out the other end there. Right. And he's going to cut their knees so they have to be on all fours. They and, can't walk. You know, and, and he's just having a grand old time uh, explaining what he's going to do to them. And that's probably the most horrific scene because um, if you were looking at it from the perspective of I'm trapped in this chained down in this hospital bed and this guy's telling me what's going to happen and there's nothing I can do to get out pretty creepy yeah it's just the doctor though the part of the movie that kind of touched on a theme that I, I alluded to earlier so maybe we see is that it's just that some oftentimes there's this creepy human fascination with the suffering of others. Mm -hmm. You know, and we kind of see this all the time with like the, the emphasis on or people that love, you know, true crime stories or like they're like on Netflix right now, how many movies are in on Netflix right now that um, show the life of serial killers, right? You know, mm -hmm. there's the, what, ten, there's, I think there's a Ted Bundy one out there. I think there's something about Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there might be even others, you know. I don't know Netflix's total catalog. But, you know, are there other movies out there on the streaming platforms? Probably, yeah. But what about, you know, what, what are we doing? Why are we looking at, at these guys? And, like, the the house in Gilgo Beach, Long Island, New York, you know, this is recent development. There were killings there. That happened about a decade ago, but the, the, the perpetrator, the, the alleged suspect, was recently captured. But the, the suspect's, the alleged suspect's home is now a tourist attraction. Mm -hmm. It's like, are you kidding me? It's like we dehumanize people, you know. And I think there's a, a trend in media to maybe get away from that. It seems like, you know, like the mass shootings that happen, which, of course, are horrific. But... You watch coverage of that, and it seems like there's not really a lot of attention paid towards the shooters, like they're 
go over the victims, who the victims were, you know, you know, even and even talking about, you know, who they were, what kind of lives they led, that kind of thing. And, and so I, I appreciate that. Of course, you know, it's terrible that there's such a thing as mass shootings. But, you know, let's, let's, let's look at the victims. Well, why, I, why, why are we paying any attention to these perpetrators at all? Well, and I think, and, Gene, real quick, I think the most hypocritical thing that I've heard from Netflix, though, is we're not trying to glorify these serial killers. The mere fact that you have a miniseries about them is all the glorification they yeah, need, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, just by showing them their little story, that's, you know, you can't get away by just saying, oh, we're not here to glorify them. Yeah. And also this movie is like, again, I, I think a better movie would have been the story of the doctor, how he was helping people and then he devolved to a state where he was like taking their person's humanity away from them because he turned them into like pets yep exactly you know and into like animals because he took away their speech you know they couldn't talk he took away their movement you know like for these were young girls and like you know young girls young women are into self-care and he totally takes that away from them you know they they can't even feed themselves you know they're not even control of you know their bowel movements you know he takes everything away as if they were just babies you know, really young babies. You know, it's just they're totally at his mercy. And he, like, revels in it. Mm -hmm, absolutely. You know, really, like, his control over them. He puts them in a cage at night. Well, and he feeds them how? With a dog bowl. Yeah, right, right. You know? He feeds the, the Asian guy a dog bowl. Mm -hmm. yeah. And has no problem swimming naked right next to them because it's not a human being anymore. It's my pet. I don't have a problem right. walking around naked with my pet. You know? Right. Right. And so, yeah, there is a lot of that, which is the other reason I think Dieter Laser's performance is so great, because you can feel all of that, his complete disregard for the humans that he has in front of him. He now right. sees them as an animal. He whips them with his little right. he horse his whip whips. thing right, or whatever. Right, right, and, he hits them. And he's like, oh, he's trying to get them to walk. And he's like, oh, come on, come on, like he would with a puppy or something. And right, it's, right. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's real dehumanizing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to hate about this movie. <laughs> a lot to like about this film if you're into it. Um, but I just think the other thing I really like about this film too is it's a low budget film filmed on one basic location. Yeah, clearly Cin low budget. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cinematography is really good. The setting is good. Um, no, no, I hated cinematography. Oh, the I, lighting, the I, lighting was awful. I thought the lighting that, that, was great. That washed out kind of look. Well, uh, I don't know how you saw the film, but it's not washed out for no, me. No, it looks they had pretty the, bad to me. They had the lights playing off the pool mm. behind him when he's telling her that uh, she's going to be the middle piece, which is another line I really love there. She tries to escape at one point, and doesn't he say like something? You're the feisty. One. Yeah, you're the feisty one. So I'm going to make you the middle piece, which is the absolute <laughs> worst piece to be in this human centipede. Yeah, <laughs> but we, we we give away spoilers, but she's the only one who survives. Well, ultimately. but that's the other cool thing about this film is no, no, there's no cool things about this is um, <laughs> at the end of the film, all hell breaks loose. These cops show up. There's a shootout. Everybody dies. The front piece of the human centipede has committed suicide. Right. The back piece of the human centipede has developed uh, some sort of infection which killed right. the back piece. And so it's just the middle piece still alive with no way to 
go anywhere or do anything because she's right. got two dead pieces on either end of her. Right, right. And then the camera just kind of pans up and cuts out, and I don't know when she's going to get saved, if ever. Well, you think that the police, you know, they tell people where they're going, so somebody's going to follow up, you right? hope, yeah. You know, so they'll, you know, some they're going, she's going to be found. <laughs> you know, she's going to be found, and probably not later, but rather sooner. I mean, they're active-duty police officers. Yeah, if they go missing, people look. Well, you would hope. But they right, even in Germany, I think they right now, do that. right now, they're she's in a bad way. Um, there were two sequels to this, Human Centipede Two. Yeah, of don't course. watch them. I, I have not watched them either. Full disclosure, and I will never watch. Human them. Centipede Two is the much more controversial one. Actually, was banned in many countries throughout the world, um, and it is pretty extreme. And then Human Centipede Three, which is just kind of a. Uh, parody, I guess, would be the way to put it of the other two. It's That's the least serious of the, the Human Centipede movies. Um, certainly recommend Human Centipede, especially if you are, like I said, into kind of more of these movies that test how much you can take, right? And so if you liked Necromantic, if you liked or not liked, but were okay experiencing a Serbian film or a Salo or... You know, Cannibal Holocaust, that's a little bit of a different animal. No, I don't watch that. But if you're into those types where how much can I really take, Human Centipede is great and Dieter Laser is great in this. And unfortunately, he did pass away a few years ago, so that was sad, but he was awesome in this. Well, Gene, final I'm word sure on Human Centipede. I'm sure as a person, I'm sure he was okay, guys, as a person. <laughs> right. Hopefully. Final word, Gene. Well, yeah, this movie, don't watch it. There's no redeeming <laughs> characteristics at all you know so like and roger says is how much can you take but but you know like is that something you want to be doing like do i want to get a nine volt battery and touch it to my tongue and just see how long i can go no i'm not ever going to do that it, this movie is not as painful as that oh my lord don't no don't watch this movie and we we alluded to the south park episode right. that human sent ipad which has this moments of Parts of it are pretty funny, but South Park, this is a different topic, but South Park is pretty raunchy, and uh, yeah, this is, um, that episode is, in a way, it's revolting, too, because mm -hmm. they go into some, as as a parent, you know, that, what, what's his kid's name? Well, there's Cartman and Cartman. Kyle, Kyle and Cartman, Stan. right? Cartman, Cartman, Eric Cartman. Eric Cartman is the guy who insults his mother repeatedly. Yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, just for those that aren't aware, Eugene is not a person that watches a lot of South Park. <laughs> not, you know, I think this is like the first South Park episode I've gone through all the way. So he, I think I'm very warm. Well, a little bit appalled by what goes on in South Park. Although I, the creators of this South Park, I do give them huge props. They created the, the wildly successful Broadway play, The Book of Mormon. You know, they've, they've also um, spent a lot of their money refurbishing this one of my favorite restaurants <laughs> in Colorado <laughs> called Casa Benita. Because, you know, Casa Benita is in one of their shows. Mm -hmm. You know, they devoted a whole episode to that. And so there's a real restaurant called Casa Benita in Denver. And they spent like $40 million refurbishing this thing. You know, so it's one of my favorite restaurants as a kid. So it's kind of because it's kind of like an amusement park. It's a restaurant. Mm -hmm. It's an amusement park kind of. 
So it's pretty cool. It well, has these caves in it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I, I keep waiting for Gene to fly down there when they've got an opening for him to go and hang but out. But it, it's, in, it's in beta testing, I guess, since mm. it's not quite open to the public yet. But the uh, the South Park episode, the uh, human scent iPad, mm. is there's a lot of good stuff in that one. I mean, if you have any inkling of seeing human centipede but really don't want to see that but kind of want to get the general gist of what it is, <laughs> you certainly could watch the South Park episode. But one of the really great parts about it is it's about all those little pop-ups you get when, like, a new app downloads and they're like, oh, you know, here's all this text that you're supposed to read and then click agree to. Well, apparently... Um, there's a lot of nefarious verbiage in there that Stan or Kyle has agreed to. Right. He he gets what? Then what's the story? He gets an iPad and mm-hmm. then he doesn't read the user agreement. But Steve Jobs, <laughs> you know, down way down there, <laughs> put in the user agreement that if you you know they can do surgical procedures on <laughs> <Right>. you, <laughs> and you just well, who reads those things? You say sign, agree. Yeah, but the no, great part about the episode read these is then when they're trying to capture him and kidnap him and all this, and he's running around to his other friends, you know, um, Kyle or Stan and Cartman and all that, and he's like, and they're all like, "No, we read everything. We read the whole thing. We right, don't, right. you know, what are you doing agreeing to stuff that you don't <laughs> yeah, read?" Exactly. You know? Yeah, everyone else reads them, but <laughs> Kyle doesn't. So yeah, but that, so that that episode is highly recommended, especially if you've seen Human Centipede. And it, it, it does have its moments. There's a great line about cuttlefish. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's pretty funny. Right, because I'll have to give him. I'll give him credit. For yeah, that. the Human Centipede has to eat. Only one person actually gets to enjoy the food. The rest get the uh, remnants of the, the food as it lo- food, right. leaves one body into the other. And so right. there's a great scene in the South Park episode where the guy in the front of the centipede has a choice. Does he eat the vanilla paste or does he eat the cuttlefish with asparagus? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, of course, he takes the cuttlefish. Well, the guy behind him kind of muffles. <laughs> right. Vanilla paste. Vanilla paste. <laughs> oh, you said the cuttlefish. Okay. And so is eating yeah. the cuttlefish. Oh, my God. It's great. It's great. Which is like a gross little octopus mm-hmm. yeah it's not a pleasant fish at all no no it's really slimy but um yeah i think that's gene anything more about no, all of this no, madness watch this show. oh my gosh let's get be done with this thing <laughs> well again a little dis a little disagreement no a, a giant disagreement. yeah a giant disagreement yeah. um yeah. yeah human centipede definitely not for mass consumption but if you're want to test yourself see something you maybe haven't seen before check it out if you want quality everything this is not the movie for No, you. it's not quality on it. Uh, th- that word doesn't even fit. <laughs> I not use that word. Gene, any uh, thoughts on what are we doing next week? I don't know. Uh, A24, you said, has a new horror movie out. So maybe, we uh, do. Yeah, there is one. It's playing at the theaters now. I, what was the name of that thing? Uh, Talk to the Hand? No, something about a hand. Yeah, maybe we can do that one. Anyway, something about a hand. And it's A24. Gene loves A24. Yeah, A24 it's getting that. good reviews. So maybe we'll do that. If not, we'll do something else. So we'll, yeah, Pearl was an A24. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. yeah there's, there we've done a lot of A24. We did The Witch. We did Witch. Lamb. We did uh, St. Maud. Right. Probably right. some others. but Yeah, there's some other ones that we haven't done that are like Hereditary. Oh, yeah, That's we haven't done that. One. Yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. So. Yeah, or It Comes at Night. It's a good one. Mm, yeah. yeah. But I think the new rule is for every quality horror movie of genes that we do, we have to do a human centipede or a life force or something like that. 
It's a quality <laughs> horror, and then we have to do a junk horror. Well, you know, a movie Roger really likes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you the next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye.